Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Longevity Muscle Podcast. I'm Kenny, your host. Today, we have the co-founder and co-owner of More Than Muscle, Brock Wah. Now, if you caught last week's episode with Joel Kellett, Brock is Joel's mate, as they would say in Australian, his buddy, his friend, and business partner. So without further ado, we're going to get right into the episode. Enjoy. Obviously, you know, I spoke to Joel just recently, so I thought that would be a good idea for us to chat and get your take on things, training, nutrition, maybe your time in California. I know that you also were on that trip with him, with Artemis, back in the day. That was what, like three, four years ago? Yeah, it would have been now. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been a little while since the last trip, but yeah, four years ago, I'd say. Okay. So how was that whole experience for you personally? Matt, it was it was a real once in a lifetime trip. It was a lot of fun, um, and the type of trip that you you wouldn't really be able to do unless it was organized the way it was by Artemis, and we got to see, you know, a lot of America that was off the beaten track, and um, saw a heck of a lot of gyms. Um, yeah, it was. It was really fun. Um, good, good group of people to travel with as well. There was a real lack of sleep, though. Right. Yeah. Well, how long was that trip? We, we were probably there for two weeks, and I think we were on the road for ten days. Okay. And we covered yes. we covered a lot of. My, I I can't remember now what it was, but there were so many. You know, thirteen hour driving stretches from San Diego up to Portland and back. It was. It was pretty intense, and it was only Artemis and I that that drove. Um, Joel decided that it was more important to sleep. So, <laughs> right, um, I was falling asleep at the wheel, but it was yeah, I was a bit worried about our safety for a while. Well, it looked beautiful in terms of the uh, workouts that you did. Where was that? I don't even like, I'm sure you, there was a bunch of different spots, but it was like in nature, you guys were posing and like doing, I saw you doing the tricep extensions, like, and the scenery was, I don't even know what it was. I think it was like, uh, maybe it was ocean view. Yeah, that, that probably would have been Big Sur, which is okay. just so incredible. Have you been there? No, I've never been to uh, LA, California. I've never been to that part of the world yet. Yeah, it's, it's unreal Big Sur, just yeah, it's pretty spectacular and um, very out of the way. So we we train out there and uh, the Grand Canyon. Where else? San Diego. Yeah. You got you the Stearns Gym, was it right? Stearns Gym. Yeah. You also visited. Uh, yeah. That is pretty unique. Like it's a very old school bodybuilding gym. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. The, all the. All the equipment's original from from what I understand. Um, not much has changed since it was built. So it's it gives you a pretty good un- idea of what training would have been like. And, you know, you kind of get a sense of the atmosphere that a lot of these guys would have been training amongst. That's so it's cool. It's a shame there are more of them. I, wherever I go, I'm trying to hunt out equivalent gyms. Um, there was... We traveled to Melbourne recently, and then there was this one of the best gyms I'd ever been to, pretty like pretty similar, but and right in the CBD, and that's since closed in the last couple of years. So they're 
they're slowly dying, unfortunately. That's so important. Yeah, I was just going to say because I'm sure it's harder to come across in Australia than it is in the West Coast of uh, the States, right? Yeah. Or just yeah. the States in general, actually. They they have some pretty sweet gym setups, but I'm sure California just in general is loaded with that just because of the culture from Arnold going there back in the 70s and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. It's probably the, the best chance of um, sticking around. Yeah. Would you have any plans to go back? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always, you know, it's always tricky with trying to balance work and leave, etc. But I'd love to get over there around March next year. So that that would be timed with a tennis tournament that I'd love to visit okay. in uh, Indian Wells, and then, but yeah, it'd be good to catch up with Artemis and do a bit of a road trip again. See, That's parts great. Of, I've been to America three or four times now, and and there's just pockets that I've never been able to visit. Um, so I'd try and make the most of that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, that would be. Uh... Cool. I'm sure you guys would film a lot too again, and the viewers would appreciate that, especially you guys have the More Than Muscle YouTube channel. And obviously you, and we actually got some questions for this on the recent Instagram post we did to see if we had any questions come in. We had quite a few. We'll save them for the end though. But one of them, because I'm also curious, the More Than Muscle YouTube page that you guys run, is that something that you will update or continue to progress? Is that part of the, because obviously... Joel was mentioning you guys got the clothing line now too. So is that you guys going to intertwine something with that? Yeah, yeah, certainly. The The YouTube channel is something that Joel and I talk about growing every other week. And we get a lot of questions about, are we going to post more? And we have about seven videos that are ready to, well, they're not ready. They need to be edited. Mm. So some of them go back to Joel's last competition, which would probably be a year ago. And then we've since shot about another half a dozen. So we do have stuff in the pipeline. It's ready to ready to go. We just need it. I think Joel just needs to edit it. So is Joel the editor? Usually. Okay. Usually. Okay. So you're also a trainer, is that correct, Brock? No, no, never oh. never trained. I swear I read her website. It said you were a PT, but maybe I got that mistaken. And it was oh, like people selling. Make up anything. What What do you do for work? Is it just strictly like online, the apparel? Is that what no. you're doing full time? No. Um, I I work for Tennis New South Wales and I'm the marketing manager there. So it's a bit of a bit of a dream job that I started about a year ago. Um, and before that, I've I've been in marketing roles the last eight, 10 years. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I really enjoy it. And then I've, I run a, or own a, a paint and sip studio. You, do you know? Not, no, I mean? I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, you, um, they're like an art class, a three hour art class, but you bring your own drinks. Oh, and, cool. Um, it's, a, it's a lot more of the social, social element. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I own that with another business partner and Joel actually manages that studio. Oh, that's so, really cool. Yeah. So 
pretty overlapped, Joel and I, and then more than yeah. muscle, obviously, we run um, in any free time that we have. I was going to say, you guys have now, so that's two business things that, and your buddies, right? You guys are mates going back from, actually, I'm not sure. That's a good question. So how did you guys even meet? We met at high school. I, I came back to the school I was going to in year nine. I was living in England for a few years and then, um, yeah, Joel had joined and we we didn't start on the right foot, but yeah, gradually, gradually got there. I broke him down. Was he uh, was he flexing too much, or what was the situation there? <laughs> there was a lot of that. Yeah, I I just wanted to focus on Shakespeare, and he was distracting everyone with front doubles. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So you know, you mentioned England, so you spent some time there. That must have been a different. In just scenery as far as the weather because obviously australia you guys get a lot of sun in australia right yeah right now actually today is very english the weather oh. um but yeah the that that really took a toll i really think there's there's got to be such thing as seasonal depression that that gray short day where but then at, at the same time their summers are unreal mm. In England specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those long days and nice weather. Everything comes alive. So, well, do the you, two extremes. Yeah, that was gonna say because the Netherlands is like that, and I'm that's where I'm located now. So it's yeah, it could get rough in the winter times with as far yeah. as the rain and the cloudy weather daily sometimes. Sometimes we'll get 20 minutes of sun a week, like for weeks yeah. on end. So and that brings me to my next question for you is do you, how important is sunshine for you? Like in terms of just mood, how you feel, how you go about your day? Because I, I never really asked this to anyone outside of my just immediate family, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm curious what, you know, as being someone who's into fitness, bodybuilding, healthy lifestyle, what your take is on it? Um, It's hard to deny that that sun has a has a positive effect on your mood. And overall well-being, I, I think it's borderline essential for your health and mental health. Um, I, by no means, am I going to pretend I'm an expert and tell you that there's no such thing as too much. Um, I think you can tell by my complexion that I'm not, you know, I probably shouldn't be putting myself in the in the microwave all day and. Um, I've seen, like, I've had a couple of cancers cut out, skin cancers recently, and that probably is my own doing from, you know, just laying out there like a raisin. Mm. Um, but, you know, if I'm at work, if I'm in the office and the sun's out, I'll definitely try and get a five-minute, 10-minute walk-in. Nice. Yeah. So a little different from Joel, because I know Joel likes to roast out in the sun, right? Yeah, yeah. If he's not in the gym, he's in his knickers. <laughs> on his driveway <laughs> all right cool man so you know this brings me uh let's transition actually we got the fun stuff to the side and now this is for the viewers and i'm curious too i love these questions but so joel's someone who trains six to seven days per week right is that and now he mentioned this to me that you actually don't do that for the most part how do you train like how what's your training frequency like let's start there how many how many times a week are you in the gym usually no, I would say that 
that typically I'd be in there six days a week. There's periods where, like, if I've dieted or, yeah, if I've done a cut for months and months and I've been in there six, seven days a week plus doing, you know, cardio and all that on top of it, then I'll, I've kind of learned to take a break. I never used to. Like, there was never a period in the year that I'd take off, but I've learned to, off the back of a really tough period, have a few months where I might be in the gym four days a week. But but if I'm if I'm taking it seriously, like I've just started to again, then six, seven days. And do you think that's important for maximizing muscle growth specifically? Is that why you like to be in there more? Or is it just more enjoyment? Maybe it's both. It's not enjoyment, Kenny. Mm. No. Um I'd much rather be doing other things. I do, like, don't get me wrong, I, I, as soon as I stop going, I want to be there. But um, six, seven days does put a lot of pressure on you time-wise. It's, it's hard to fit other things around it. So um, it's usually, it's, it's so much easier to stay in shape if you're there that long. Because if I'm training well, then I find it a lot easier to, to eat well. Um, you almost feel like you're letting yourself down if you if you have trained and eaten crap. So that's got a lot to do with it. Naturally, you're burning a bit more energy, so it's easier to stay at a decent body fat level. Um, yeah, and I think that it's quite easy to slip, for me anyway, quite easy to get out of shape if I'm not committed 100%. Even like if I'm relaxed, I know it's a lot healthier than a lot of people, but it's still very easy to get out of shape. Okay. So you find that when you're doing the four day per week training that maybe your nutrition kind of gets a little bit floppy. Is that a bit more relaxed? A bit more relaxed. Maybe that's a better word. Yeah. 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 No, actually you're right. Sloppy. We can say that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. A little bit sloppier training. I guess it's hard when you, when you don't have an end goal, you know, um, yeah, like you've just you've just finished a cut, you feel like you're done, and then it's it's tough sometimes to stay that committed. Okay, that's in, yeah, no, I can uh, I can see how that could be the case if you don't once you've reached that goal, you you get you get that it's almost the journey's a bit more. Actually, the, the journey is more enjoyable, the process to achieving the goal. And then you almost have to find a new goal as quick as possible, or it starts to go a little bit downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that goal becomes finding the best almond croissant, you know, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to swap it out, but it's, it is good to relax and make time for those other things, you know, whether it be holidays and whatnot. Sure. Outside of just being at the gym. Absolutely. So let's say someone only does have four days per week to train and they want to maximize their ability to make progress in the gym. How did you do things at that time? And would you say you made progress with four days per week? Or do you think it's uh, for you specifically, by the way, that's uh, important to mention for the listeners? Mm. If I was starting from scratch, I would make progress four days a week, but where I am now, uh, I'll just maintain. 
at four days. There'll be zero progress. In terms of uh, growth, like mu- actual muscle growth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just make sure I'm getting every muscle part in. Um, yeah. Still, still train straight train the same as if I was doing a four day split and repeating, but obviously having those rest days in between. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm content with being able to maintain for a few months at a time. Yeah, no, for sure. So when you're, let's say you're in a period where you are trying to grow muscle and you're taking it serious, you're training six days per week. How do you adjust your nutrition for that? Do you tend to eat in, a surplus are you okay with putting on some body fat yeah i'm not too afraid of it i i mean it's it's definitely less enjoyable and um it doesn't take me i've i've learned over the years that my surplus is probably everyone else's like maintenance or even even deficit amount of food so it's not it doesn't take me much to eat in a surplus and um yeah i might just adjust my track i'd back off cardio a little bit um i would focus more on maybe slightly lower reps and maybe a little bit longer breaks whereas if i was dieting and trying to lose fat then those rest breaks really shorten and the reps are yeah higher more intense very old school right the way they adjust the training and yeah actually the training and even the rest periods when dieting versus gaining muscle yeah yeah but it makes a difference i mean and it does make sense you know i think a lot of especially natural uh because we'll stick to that because that's that's what this podcast is dedicated to natural bodybuilders they get a bit uh afraid of maybe doing that because they think they need to maintain heavier loads to maintain their muscle. What's your take on that? Cause clearly you're not doing that. And you've, I guess, yeah. What's your experience been with the adjustment of decreasing the loads and upping the reps and decreasing the rest periods, something that a lot of natural bodybuilders are actually afraid of when they're cutting, but I can see how it could make sense. And the value of that, even from an injury prevention standpoint, because when you're less yeah. calories, Right. So there's a, there's, there's definite pros there, but I'd love to hear you maybe elaborate on your personal experience. Yeah, sure. The, uh, I'm never, ever afraid of dropping weight because typically, you know, if you can get say 10 reps out doing 30 kilo dumbbell press, for example, you're likely going to get 12 to 15, just dropping it by two and a half kilos, for example. Um, and that two and a half kilos, you're, you're still in agony at the end of the set. That should be the, the aim anyway. You should be training until failure. So it really shouldn't matter if you're doing 15 kilos or 30 kilos. Um, but yeah, as I said, the, the weight that I'll drop to happens naturally, but it's only a fraction of a drop. Okay. Um, yeah. And I've never, from the get-go, I've never, I wouldn't have a clue what my 1RM is on anything. I've never pushed for heavy weight. I couldn't care less what the person next to me is pushing because I'm, and 
the weight, you know, naturally when you start, your weights will kind of increase a bit, but then it pl- naturally is going to plateau. You can't keep increasing that weight. And I don't know if that's the case if you're not natural or not, but I know for me, my, the weight that I've moved has hardly changed for years. Um, and as soon as I try to increase more, that's when I it doesn't feel as good, you know, like there's more strain on my joints. I don't feel it as much in my muscle. So I'm very happy to to kind of stick to that level. That's very interesting. So you essentially let the volume dictate or influence, I should say, the progression of overload over time. So like you mentioned, you notice that you kind of maintain on four days per week muscle. But when you go to six and you're increasing your volume over time, that you start to notice that you are filling out more, maybe growing muscle tissue. I mean, we never truly know if we're growing new muscle tissue unless we're like getting that tested in a lab or whatnot. But yeah. you, you, you have personal experience with some of the signs that you're like, wow, I look like I'm growing, doing more. Is that, is that accurate to say, Brock? Yeah, I think so. But like you said, it's so hard to, it's so hard to know without a control and regular testing and, and um, you know your diet's probably changed a little bit, and then as, as you get leaner, you feel like you're growing. So it's yeah, true, true. You yeah. look you look bigger, but maybe you're just a bit leaner. Yeah, you, I mean sometimes you may have even lost some muscle, but you look bigger. But you look better and bigger. Yeah, and uh, I mean sometimes you have the before and afters where you're at a similar body weight, and you see that well, I look better at this body weight with this specific plan I've been on. So that's a pretty good sign, I think, for people who might be listening yeah. that want yeah. to use some sort of objective measurement as best as we can, right? Like like you said, if we're not in a lab and testing it, we don't really know at the end of the day. But also, and you know, yeah, I think that's important to say, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what specific split do you prefer, training split, that you, because with the six days per week, are you taking a day off? Like, is it three on one off or is it six in a row or do you just? Yeah, usually that's, that's when it's most intense. I'll do a three day split and then Saturday or Sunday I'll take off. Um, I'm, I'm two or three weeks into my latest cut, if you will. And I'm changing it a a little bit. So uh, I've, I've done it numerous times and each time I think I've, I'm going to nail it the next. Um, and I'm going to tell you the same thing. I think I'm going to get it right this time. So I'm kind of gently tapering from where I was, which where I might might have been training four or five days a week, to now doing a, a four day split um, and repeating. And then I'll move to a three day split where I do chest and back, and then shoulders, arms and legs but um by the second rotation when i'm meant to do legs i'll i'll use that as my rest day or i'll do longer like a a longer session of cardio instead just because um i think the older i get the less my legs can handle that that pressure and i i don't probably Unlike 90% of people you'd speak to, I'm 
I don't want my legs to grow anymore. I'd, I'd be quite content if they trimmed down a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's um, a good look too. I find that the classic physique, you know, not the modern day classic physique, but we're talking like the era of even the 70s and maybe 60, mm. uh, 60s for sure, I think. The legs were not overly big and just humongous legs that, like the Tom Platt's look. I don't know if, you know, maybe that's a little much. And I think people are afraid of having skinny legs that they think that they need to do yeah. so much. Right? Yeah, but, yeah. And Tom Platt's legs were so impressive, but I, I'm i not going to get there. And <laughs> I wouldn't want, I'm, I'm happy to admire from a distance. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You had a recent transformation too with, well, I don't know how recent that was actually. Recent on your Instagram upload, I should say, but where you did the photo shoot with the ba- uh, the yellow backdrop, and you yeah. had the before and after. Yeah. So, was what are you doing differently now, as far as your because you're in a cutting period now than you did back then? Because those were phen- that was a phenomenal transformation, and that was ten weeks, yeah. right? Uh yeah, it was. That was a a tricky one because I started earlier and i used i'd kind of been sick of you know if you you do it yourself you're always second guessing your own decisions so i used a coach earlier in the year and that was meant to be the start of the cut and for months and months i didn't change at all if anything i looked worse and that and it was just this i couldn't stand the approach it was i still committed to it thinking gee something's going to change gonna have to change pretty quick um and it and it just didn't and uh yeah so then then I started doing it my own way again and um the same it's kind of a blueprint that I used of Frank Zane's cut um and I I'd read his books in the past and thought oh I'm just gonna follow that so that's what I did and it worked and then I used another guy Danny for the last four weeks or so to kind of tweak it a little bit and and more to have someone to tell me do more cardio because you can be you can be easy on yourself you know so so what was was the three-day split three-day split so oh when you say that the approach you couldn't stand was it more so the training than the nutrition or both 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 Both. I was eating it was in brief, of course, in quick summary. Sure. It was actually, I, I don't know. The, the training was strange. It was just a strange mix of body, body part. It might have been push pull legs or something, mm. and but obscure. And I just, it didn't mesh well. And then the diet, there was like rice bubbles and, and, um, rice. what are they called? Was it rice cakes? Do you know rice bubbles? You no, know, I the, think that's an, that, that's an Australian like rice thing. Puffs. Rice puffs. Okay, yeah, rice yeah, yeah. Puff. Rice puff. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's the other thing? The name's completely... Like what's it, like a cereal? Toast, like a sweet toast with jam before training. Like okay. That type of stuff, it might work if you're on steroids, but if you're natural and you're eating a heck of a lot of cereal and jam and toast, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, not going to end well. Right, right. So yeah, I so, wasted so much money on that. Oh wow! So you literally hired a coach to tell you to do this form of training and nutrition. So useless. Wow. Was this before? Well, you knew Joe from high school, so 
I can't help but ask. Uh, you didn't ask Joel for some guidance with with that, or no? Because Joel's Joel is very by like he'll go by eyesight. Okay. It's very hard to to tell someone else, you know, just go by eyesight and how you feel. Oh, I see. Okay, so he's very uh, artistic with his approach. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. So back to your training for a second or a few minutes. Basically, you do the the split that you prefer is the chest and back day one, shoulders and arms day two, and then legs day three. And then you'll repeat that without a rest day yet, right? So you don't you won't necessarily take a rest day. You'll go right into the second rotation where instead of legs at the end, you'll do some cardio. Yeah. Like some part. Yeah. So what I'm interested, and then you'll have your day off after that. What I'm interested in, and I've always been curious about this with other just high performing lifters we'll we'll call it the second upper body day do you find that that gives you any issues at all that's kind of what i'm asking meaning because you trained upper body the day before and even though they're you're you know you're biased to different muscle groups we could say there's overlap of course so i'm always curious mm. if or how you've experienced that and uh if there if you've ever run into any you know just days where you're like man i'm really toast but i'm going to push through it kind of thing Oh, you're always toast. <laughs> That's what I thought, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, do you mean do you mean like say I've done chest and back by the time I've, I'm doing chest and back again, or do you mean the following no, day? No, I yeah, I mean the following day having to do shoulders and arms when you've you basically hit those muscle groups, just not directly, right? So yeah, I've always been um, curious how how you can tolerate that never, long term. Never in my arms. I'll never feel grief that way shoulders they might be a little sore but okay but once you start moving them you, yeah you're fine start, okay okay no yeah. cool yeah because i've always been more uh cautious of that maybe because of my history but where i'll put i'll either slide a leg day between the two upper days but then it's then you run into the problem if you are doing six in a row like you mentioned mm-hmm. where now you're doing arms before chest and back which is maybe not the best right i'm assuming yeah, that's, that's the right. thought process yeah that's right that's okay. right I'm assuming there's logic behind or the order because sometimes people are asking these questions where should it be push legs and then pull or push, pull, then legs or legs push. And then meanwhile, it's more so it's very individual specific. Like you mentioned where you have no grief in your arms, but if someone else is getting sore in their arms after chest and back could be an execution thing. It could be an experience thing. Maybe you're not targeting the right muscles yet. And that's why it could be be a novice thing. You know, when I do back, when I started in the gym, my forearms would be in agony. Mm. There was no way I'd be doing arms straight away, you know, but you've got to gradually just push through it, gently push. And then after a while, after a few months, then you don't notice it anymore. Okay. Oh, good. Good. That's uh, some good insight right there. And as far as training body parts two times per week, aside from the legs, what is the reasoning for you personally behind that versus the traditional, I'm going to hit one body part per week? Yeah. Um, well, it used to be one body part a week. And then, <clears throat> but that was when I kind of started taking it seriously and then quickly moved to four days and then three days. So, Primarily because I just listened to what other guys 
that I wanted to look like would do. So Frank Zane was a massive or is a massive influence on my training and and diet. So um, he would do a similar split and I thought, well, if he's doing it and he looks like that, then I'm, I'm not going to try and reinvent the wheel. Sure. You have his books? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Is that the one where he has the diaries where he's got the whole list of all the routines he's ever gone through kind of thing or because i know he's a few books there's a few yeah yeah Yeah. i had had to borrow i lent one and never got it back the other one is more kind of general okay tips on everything yeah yeah and uh that was the routine specifically the chest i think even arnold was doing a routine similar to that back in the 70s right like that was kind of the golden era routine right yeah yeah i think so yeah yeah and it makes sense if you're supersetting chest and back, you can kind of you can get both done in a reasonable time frame. And you're even though even though it's really intense and almost a cardio workout, you're still while your back's resting, you can get the most out of your chest and vice versa. For sure. When you're in a period where you're in a bit of a surplus and you're growing, do you still superset? Do you utilize supersets, or is that strictly uh, for fat loss, just, yeah, just fat loss. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's hard to hard to keep up for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of pull those out when you need it, basically those techniques. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And I needed a lot. <laughs> Have you ever experienced or experimented with the two times per day training, like Joel? I don't have the time. Mm. No, when you're working full time and. And whatnot, it's if you did nothing outside of the gym and work, then sure. But yeah. 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 No, it's understandable. Yeah. That's a, uh, you either have to be working in a gym, which is like mm. a lot of PTs do that. And maybe not a physical job unless you're on a, a boatload of gear, which can help yeah. you recover. Cause I know some of these golden era bodybuilders like Sergio Oliva and back in the 60s and 70s, they were, some of them had physical manual labor jobs and they were training yeah. like, two times a day and who's surviving that naturally and with a full-time job and if your job is physical so keep in mind folks when we're speaking this these this is very context specific right like joel yeah actually i don't know what joel i never got to ask him that's a great question when i have him back on for a chat but uh he must work in a gym i would assume right he used to okay yeah so yeah. that that could that would make sense then yeah 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 so Back to you, uh, Brock. Let's discuss, and I know you mentioned this at the beginning, uh, as far as the enjoyment factor. Do you have like favorite body part to train, like that you enjoy training? Yeah, yeah, chest and back. Okay. Chest definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's how come? That's ah, uh, you just feel so good after it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like to pretend it's like it's nice to pretend that that's how you look right before the pump goes yeah yeah, yeah. make the most of it for sure for sure okay have you ever experimented with high intensity training approach just one set to failure maybe mm. a few warm-ups but not close to failure like the warm-ups are not close to failure mm. have you ever and limited training frequency so we'll say mm maybe three days per week training, three, four mm. days per week. Have you ever experimented with that versus the vol- more volume side uh, of things that you're on now? Really briefly. 
um, a long time ago. May it would have been five years ago, because it's a fascinating concept. I understand yeah. it's it's intriguing, and then especially when you've got Mike Mensah and Dorian Yates as the biggest advocates, you kind of think, well, how could it not work? But it just seems counterintuitive in a way for me. Anyway, it's it's tough. Like it's you can't argue that it worked for them. Whether you can do it naturally or not, I'm not sure, but I just didn't, I probably didn't get as much out as I thought I would. Having said that, I didn't try it long enough, but um, yeah. And you also need to rely on having, correct me if I'm wrong, but you need to rely on having a training partner there quite often to really get the most out of that working set and help spot, et cetera. So yeah, I, I, I just feel like I'm getting more out of higher volume. Question for you. Training-wise, what was it again? Damn, you, I had time to think about it too, and now it's slipped my mind. Uh, hold on here. Uh, oh, uh, to go back to the volume thing for a second. So let's take a typical chest and back workout specific to muscle growth. We'll stick to that for a second here. The attempt at growing bigger muscles. What? might that look like can you give a sample of how that might look how long it would take you in the gym to complete on average yeah um the training the training won't for me anyway won't change that much whether i'm trying to put on muscle or burn fat it's it's the only difference will be the you know the rest um the supersets the supersets the diet and cardio factors um so a typical back workout for example would be i'd never ever actually i've changed it once and and regretted it so i never change back um i'll do three pull down exercises about three to four sets of each um that includes working sets and then i mean uh warm-up sets and then three rows Okay. So and to, trying the, to vary the the grip and um yeah the like try and get a good mix of cable machine free weight for each and that is only on one day so you will repeat something similar to that on the second rotation yeah yeah okay Okay. So the you mentioned including warm-ups. Now these warm-up sets, this is all this is an interesting question to me. These warm-up sets, are they anywhere near what you might consider failure or the attempt towards failure? It's probably more accurate for most people, right? Um so let's say so I started with pull downs, right? And I'd do my first set, I might do um 12 to 15 reps um i could probably get 30 out okay you know and then the second warm-up set i'd do i'd increase the weight and might get yeah 12 out but i could probably do 15. okay so getting closer getting closer and then the last two are much more balls to the wall ah okay so those are the ones you're not holding back basically yeah whatever you yeah. got you'll give it yeah yeah okay but you're not or i don't want to say it like this are you uh 
overly this is a harsh word but it's fair in our circle right obsessed with having to hit failure like if you're like oh man i don't know i could have got maybe two more does that bother you in the gym given all the volume you're doing because i know some people are obsessed they make it their mission to hit failure and if they don't their whole day's ruined so i'm curious your thought process <laughs> behind that yeah that's the that's the hit crowd right so that, i'm just curious what your your thought process is there yeah i i mean every working set i'll i'll aim to not be able to do another one is my day going to be ruined no okay good that's good i'm I'm happy for you i'm I'm happy for you man that's great to hear the next uh thing i wanted to ask you as far as the the chest part of it is it similar as far as the amount of exercises and the way you approach the sets yeah so this for chest i just copy whatever joel does and he does it (laughs) for good reason right yeah for sure um gee what i do for those pecs um i will just do one flat one incline a decline and then fly for four exercises okay and you'll do that typically after the back or one day is it you'll prioritize chest and then the next day you'll start with back or uh, i usually day? do it after back just because okay. back's such a big muscle group sure sure right is uh, Joel the same way with that approach or because I his pecs are massive. So I'm curious if he starts with chest or not. Yeah, I don't I don't know. He's done um, because he does go twice a day oh, uh, right. or when he's cutting, at least I think he goes twice a day. It's kind of a weird like it might be legs in the morning and then chest at night. And it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll leave that one for him. The next thing is the big three. When I say the big three, uh, bench, squat, deadlift, how important do you think these are for building a great physique of the one you've built? And do you implement that specifically? And when I say the, I'm talking barbell bench, barbell back squat and deadlift from the floor. Um, Deadlift, I could probably count on my hands how many times I've done them. Um, Um. for the first maybe five years, I didn't do it once. And more recently, I'll do it occasionally just to kind of just for um, something different. If I'm doing but you know, every now and then I'll try and do a workout, you know, once every couple of months that's a bit obscure. Not obscure, that's the wrong word. You know, I'm not that artistic. But, um, yeah, just to kind of shock the, the muscles a little bit, and that might include deadlifts. Bench, I think that you'd, I think that you can't get away with not doing bench, right? Sure. Sure. It's some form of it, at least. Like I use dumbbells, but. Yeah. 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 I think that's probably the most necessary of the big three. And then squats, I think, are super important. Um, I've kind of had to learn the hard way, though, that I can't squat as frequently as I'd like. Um, you know, like Tom Platt's videos are very motivating before doing legs, right? And the way he'd talk about squatting is borderline insane, but also inspirational. And so you kind of try and implement a bit of that. And that's what I'd try and do. And so when I was doing this three-day split, I'd be doing squats and then 
every well every every three days would include squats and there was a period of time where i was obsessed with getting to 40 reps of 100 kilos but just i have a problem where if it's in my head i can't ignore it and so doing that you know gradually getting to say 30 reps then 35 36 reps every three days took such a toll on my knees that i rarely squat anymore so i see that's that's that was really tough and then i kind of since find out that even tom platts would maybe go a month in between squatting sometimes right i've heard him say that too actually yeah yeah which i found out after And you'd go, you'd go hardcore with the squats. So that's must've took a toll. Yeah. 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 So now I think because of that, my knees are not as capable. Gotcha. So what do you do now as far as your compound lift or do you not care? Like as far as uh, that's concerned as replacing or trying to have a variation of that, whether it be leg press or hack squat. Uh, Lightly overhead, overhead um, leg press. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Leg press in general uh, typically will be easier on the joints. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, f- for sure. Especially your spine. It's not loaded, right? So that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. good thing. Um, I've heard story, countless stories of people injuring their backs doing whether it be front squats or back squats. So you know, you wouldn't yeah. think the front squats, but the front squats require so much upper back extension. If you're, yeah, if, yeah, I suppose it would. Yeah, so, I Yeah terrible if you're not if you're if you're doing that so frequently and uh then you get hurt so definitely something to think about for the listeners too yeah and you're it could be light too it's scary some some of the guys you see who are you know i'm not i'm not massive but they might be half my size and they're doing double my weight it's they just shouldn't you know they'll be the ones that say squatting's bad for you but they're bad for squats. Yes, that's wisdom <laughs> right there. So let's pause on that because that's something that I would like to just touch on. The logbook. And when I say this is a popular thing where you are tracking your workouts, not you specifically, but that's a common thing where people are trying to increase some form of variable in order to progress forward and that's often linked with the attempt at growing muscle, whether it be adding a little mm-hmm. bit of weight, trying to get a few more reps. Do you do that as far as tracking is concerned? No, is the short answer. Only because I try and I, I hate doing the same. The only way you could measure that is doing the same routine over and over again, right? and true that like the gym isn't the most exciting place once you've been there for a few few years it's um yeah it it gets pretty same old already so if you're doing the same routine if you're not varying it at all then that's just hard work mentally um so every every routine's different and that means as far as like the reps, the rep range, their load you're using uh, in more order? So like say, say I've done um, dumbbell press today and then incline bar, blah, blah, blah. Then the next week I'll do flat bar, incline dumbbell, for example. Okay. 
Yeah. So for you, is it more about the intensity of effort? Yeah, yeah. And and during that's why the warm-ups it's I find so important because that's where you gauge, okay, this is you know, already you have a pretty good idea of what you're gonna lift, but you can gauge, right, well, this is the weight I'll end up on. And I'm confident that I can get, say, eight to ten reps. And it doesn't matter to me if I fall at seven or eleven, because the intensity is the same. Right. And are you particular about feeling the muscles you're trying to challenge for every exercise? So, for example, I know some people, they will uh, prioritize where they would do something like that. Like this exercise is about increasing to a specific number. And I'm saying that based on multiple people I've spoken to on this podcast. And then these exercises are for the quote unquote mind muscle connection, squeezing, trying to feel muscles. For you, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious for you, based on what you're saying, it sounds like you're not doing the chasing numbers thing. You're just mainly over here on this side for those who are watching this right now, not just listening, where it's more so about contraction, feeling the muscles uh, work and engage throughout the exercise. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you're doing something um, or... This is my experience, Brock, and then you can chime in. But anything sub, I don't know, six repetitions, unless you're doing really slow controlled repetitions, you're not gonna you might not feel as much of a pump, if you will, or you know, those muscles really engaging, a burn, that's probably more accurate, than say 10 plus. How was your experience with that? Is where I'm going with this question. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. If I was doing if I, in the very infrequent periods, I'll try and lift heavier, then usually, say I'm doing a chest press, I'm not feeling that same stretch in my chest. It's more like I'm feeling it in shoulders. And even though my form's the same and still pretty good in my opinion, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel quite the same. Interesting. So the... Do you primarily try to stay above a certain rep range or rep target, rep number, I should say? And if so, what yeah, is that? Between 8 and 12, typically. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever go as high as 20? Uh, rarely. For some reason, triceps, I really enjoy really high rep ranges, like 15-ish to 20. Um and then that period where I was doing the trying to get to 40 squats. Oh, right. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. Not to revisit those uh, horrific times, right? <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned, right? Um, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. So let's see. Before we get into the Q, the rapid fire Q&A from the listeners, and some of these questions are, uh, well, you can judge for yourself. Joel. All right, Joel. Your name, man. You got to change that. You got to get your own account. <laughs> Brock. <laughs> I said Brock. I'm reading it in the corner. Um, so let's see here. Oh, do you have so you mentioned the motivation thing, right? Like uh actually, I'm mentioning the motivation thing. What you mentioned was that it can get tedious, or you know, you've been doing this for a long time. If you don't change things up, it gets kind of mundane. I'm curious, what motivates you at this point to go in and train and especially do it six days per week? 
Good question. I, as much as it's tedious at times, I I can't help but want to improve. I know that the older I get, the smaller the window is to achieve that goal physique that that I've got in my head and like that transformation image you spoke about, that was probably the closest I've been, but I want to progress from that. So I know that there'll be a lifetime of regret if I don't, and that's enough to get me in the gym every day. Nice. Mm. That's That'll get some people thinking for sure. Mm. Felt like I was Wait, in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You, you'll uh, come to find out quickly that uh, I've, I'm sure you have that this is not exactly planned these interviews <laughs> 84 episodes in right so and it's growing That's steadily good. yeah yeah so was, no 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 we're not we're not at that level yet we're not at your level but <clears throat> uh, you're helping us right now you're helping the longevity muscle podcast uh grow which is nice and the listeners i'm sure are gonna love this but can i actually can i ask yeah, the longevity sure. muscle what's yeah. the is the the focus on well longevity essentially, or is essentially, it uh, well essentially in general? Well, that's what I think represents longevity if you think about it, right? Sure. Yeah. So that yeah. that was the initial spark there because I'm you know when you think about natural bodybuilding, you think well natural you'll have more longevity. Like I know 50, 60 year old natural bodybuilders who compete that. Um, are still going and you wouldn't you would be like wow this guy's 62 and yeah. he's natural and you don't see that in the the enhanced crowd like they're usually they're usually going downhill whereas i've seen up into the 50s go uphill so you know that's and of course there's always these other things health and different topics as far as fitness is concerned how it relates to longevity so we mix it all in right mm, mm. yeah but the, the, the podcast itself is dedicated to natural bodybuilding which sure. is which represents i think longevity yeah yeah sure yeah. sorry to interrupt no no that's uh no one's ever asked me that so thank you for that question so uh though that transformation which i was again exceptional what was your weight between the two pictures this is curious curiosity more so and how tall are you brock are you 510 i'm 5'9 okay so we're the same height so i'm curious I know different proportion, structure, all that, but it, it always fascinates me. I would have been about high 80s or 90. Wow. I may have creeped into the 90s for in the that first time. In the, the, we're talking the second picture, so the, the no, 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 the, the before. And okay, then, that makes me feel better. Hey, okay. only 20 more kilos of muscle and you're there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so so in the in the uh improvement side of it as far as fat yeah. loss is concerned and how you looked uh sorry i i can't oh, get sorry yeah pounds. Uh, pounds 80 i probably would have been about 80 to 82 kilos 82 kilograms so i'm gonna look this up because i'm so curious okay so you're 180 pounds so you lost sure. about 10 10 pounds in 10 weeks roughly uh no it would have been a bit more say 15 ish pounds. pounds so like seven and a half kilos ish yeah yeah okay that's impressive so that's that makes more sense though because when i heard 190 i was like so you must have been 215 in the before picture right but that wasn't the case no 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 no, no. okay 
that's uh impressive man 180 still that looks really good that's uh and again natural that's so if you were to compete and let's play this game because first off do you have any ambition for that i know joel of course it does he mentioned it on the podcast but curious for yourself i hate competing it's mm. the hits um but yeah i'll probably do it again at the end of this year you did compete no no i probably will the end of oh, this you probably year will. okay gotcha. i'm doing it i'm really i'm 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 starting early because joel will probably compete in october and i'll probably aim for the same um, nice and yeah as much as i hate it it's still the best thing to work towards to get in shape you know otherwise if you just say I want to get in great shape and roughly around this time there's no there's nothing pushing you to be done at that that you know it can, it can yes. drag on for weeks or months for sure um, and you're not going as hard as you could so that deadline helps um and I'm giving myself I'm I'm doing a three week three and a half weeks trip to Europe in late June so that's going to really interrupt so before then from two weeks ago to then I'm cutting and then I'll get back and do another eight, 10 weeks. So nice. it'll be a pretty long one. In yeah. Month, but yeah, this will be this Kenny, this will be the best shape I'm ever in. Yeah. That's the, you made the announcement. Nice. Nice. I have, I have to believe that because I want to get to where I was in that photo shoot and then a bit more probably have yeah. to get to sub 80 kilos realistically so you're yeah 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 yeah. to get leaner i could yeah. see maybe 175 would be like yeah. maybe con maybe contest shape like elite contest shape right because you were really lean in those photos so yeah but you know there's just like like you've interviewed peter hartley that's him like six weeks eight weeks out of a comp which yes. is crazy to me and i was for months and months like i've to get to that shape before i've just flogged myself in the gym and on the treadmill and whatnot and for him that's he's just walking around like that so right right yeah he's uh like for me to get to the next level i'm just gonna have to give myself more time and yeah but i think it's also experience because pete has been competing for a long time too yeah true true so he has um, more more experience with fat loss. Like when you do it more, I think it it, and you could correct me if I'm wrong because, but uh, you get better at it a and b you you get better at maintaining a majority of your muscle doing it because it obviously can get that could be a challenge too for some people. But yeah, yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. Some people's bodies are just better at it. Um, True. And, but yeah, each time you do it, you learn a bit, you learn, you, I definitely learn what not to do and you kind of keep fine tuning it each, each time. Yes. Yes. Nice. So do you have any contests in mind? Obviously you're in Australia. I'm assuming it would be an Australian event, right? Yeah. No, I don't care. They're all you the same. Care. Okay. Yeah. So it's just more about celebrating your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Not a title or anything like this. Couldn't care less. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, that's we've, good. We've both gone into it. I've I've been disqualified, I think, from every contest I've done. Really? I couldn't care less about the the medal. 
you know? the rules and the metal. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So when you like, said you've been disqualified enough, or or wearing the wrong trunks, like we did. Actually, Joel and I both competed in um, this IFBB com- competition, and you had to wear these mandatory black trunks, and we didn't want to. So we both wore. We were the only two on stage out of like thirty guys with blue and red trunks, and um, we just had a, a line crossed through our names from the get go. It was over so, before it started. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not that we would have won anyway, but I yeah, it's that the title. Uh, no, no, not when That's, you're up against like in Australia anyway. Quite often you're up against like three guys. That ah, to me means nothing. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of the bigger natural bodybuilding events are definitely in the states, and maybe the UK is growing for sure. But the states is definitely the biggest uh, with the organizations that they have. The natural Olympia, obviously, you got the yeah, world championships. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how it is. In Australia, it sounds like it's not uh, very competitive on the just who's showing up, right? Sounds yeah, like yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, real quick, let's wrap up with the Q and A, the listener Q and A. You down for that? Uh, okay. Yes, rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire. So let's see what they had for us and if they're worthy. Let's see. Okay, question number one from the listeners. Plans for MTM brand, so the More Than Muscle brand. What are the major plans? Um, we we both love doing apparel, so growing growing that as much as possible, doing um, that strategically and and efficiently. Um, more content, obviously, a bit slow at the moment, but we we do want to get a lot more out there, and that that just goes hand in hand with how much time we have. So. Gradually, you know, we might be able to move from typical jobs and whatnot into more than muscle, part-time or full-time down the track. And, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the big one. And then running running transformations, uh, what are they called? Challenges. That was super rewarding. I really enjoyed that. So essentially keep doing what we're doing, but more and better. Nice. Awesome. Okay. Just to not prevent this from, I don't want to inject my thoughts because we got to, we want to keep this rolling. Uh, are you bigger than Joel is the next question. <laughs> um, no, I'm not is the short answer. Okay. Next one. How does Brock work on his posing? Where does he find new poses, etc.? cetera? Uh, I'll just look through images of, of um, whether it be, you know, Robbie Robertson, Serge Nubray. Zane, Arnold, Mensa, all that, and um, copy. Nice. I don't work on it too much. Mm. Comes natural. It's a gift. <laughs> no, some are some are tough. Some I've, I can't. You know, there's unfortunately not every pose is going to look good, so you can't force it. Of course. How long do your workouts take to complete? Depends what the split is. Anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Favorite time to train in the gym? I'd love to be a morning person, but it's it's always evening. Favorite bodybuilder? Um, it's really, that's a tough one. I think that I'd probably choose Serge Nubray. That's good. Silver, golden, or modern era bodybuilding? Golden. Golden. Nice. 
Favorite motivation song in the gym? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, no phones in the gym is the rule. Nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, so I don't listen uh, to any music except yeah. the trash that they play at the gym. Yeah, that's unfortunately out of our control, right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny to me, I'm just going to inject something here, how people need music when they train because I need to focus on the contraction. I don't like to hear anything. If it could be quiet, that would be even better. Just peace. Yeah, if you need, a specific, if you need a specific song to be motivated, then something's wrong. Yeah, 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 agreed. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. On my way to the gym, I'll, I'll crank a bit of Eminem or something just to get me in the yeah. mood. But Shania Twain. Yeah, Shania Twain. You know, but that's on the way. Once the gym workout starts, all that's all that's uh, closed, right? Mm. Shania Twain, though, is that is that where it's at for you? Yeah, usually. Nice. nice. On the way. Yeah. Goes down. Nice. Okay. Meat and fruit is what I feel best on, but sugar is over 120 grams per day. Is that an issue? Uh, it's sound- it sounds like a lot, right? I'm trying to think. Of- <laughs> it, does. Yeah. it actually, that's a lot of, I think it's a lot of fruit. I mean, that's definitely more than two pieces of fruit a day. And yeah. I don't uh, know where the other sugar is coming from. So if it's 20 we're grams about of just sugar, just, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming from fruit because he mentioned fruit because he feels mm. best on meat and fruit. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe cool it. Maybe uh, stick with just two pieces of fruit and not yeah. four, right? <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'll at the moment the the guy that asked the question will probably have to work it out. Um I will eat 300 grams of fruit a day. So I don't know how much sugar that is though. Well, that's like a, a large apple and a banana probably. And, then, and that's oh and that's over 300 grams and that's probably you're looking at a banana and an apple like 60 carbs. Okay, next one. Favorite comedians or comedies slash podcasts, please, boys. <laughs> uh, favorite comedians. I I often listen to Theo Vaughn, uh, Chris DiStefano. I'm seeing. I've never been to live comedy, but I've just got tickets to see Chris DiStefano in Sydney. So that'll be cool. I'm trying to think of who I always. I usually. Usually listen to comedy podcasts. Uh, Chris D'Elia. Okay. Yeah, probably those three. All right. So uh, the next one is, got more progression picks? Question mark. Can only find toothpick of effing huge hairy behemoth man. Thanks. Mm. Well, Do you understand this one, Because uh, this is from, it's got to be from your, yeah. Um, there'll be more more coming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, based yeah. on what we spoke about, so that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. When is Dad coming back with the milk? Uh, it's going to be a little while, son. We pretty much answered this next one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question, but we're not gonna answer it because it's already been sure. answered. Will you make more podcast YouTube videos? So if you've been listening, you got your answer. Uh, next one: tips on dealing with cravings while adjusting to a whole food diet. Yeah, you'll always have cravings. Don't have anything in the house. That's a big one. And I guess just constant self-reminder that 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 really short-term pleasure of satisfying your cravings is um, 
doesn't outweigh or shouldn't outweigh that long-term benefit of sticking to a whole food diet and looking the way you want. You know, if you, after a year of eating whole foods or rather not eating whole foods, if you look back and think, gee, I could have made so so much progression by now, but I had to have that, those hot chips, really not worth it. And the rice puffs. And the rice puffs. Or puffs, yeah. Sweetened with maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Canadian thing. I'm Canadian. No. If you didn't know, so. Okay, so the next one is, and there's only two more, how likely is it for Jack fans to get a lift in with you and Joel if they visit Australia? Uh, fairly likely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How do you balance work, welcomed. your company? What's that? It's welcomed. Welcomed. Nice. How do you balance work, your company, personal life, and bodybuilding? It's so tough. Like being working full time and like traveling to the office and back, then you have limited time to cook and train and clean the kitchen. And, and then you're balancing, yeah, friends and, and wife and family. It's, it's by no means is it, is it easy. So I'd recommend to making the most of it while if you're single um, and you can be a little bit more selfish with your time, not wasting time on, you know, like I, I'm, a, I'm bad with watching YouTube videos and whatnot on my phone. So just getting rid of all those distractions if possible. Um, and then cooking in advance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's no, there's no easy way. Quit your job and just go to the gym. Right. What I wanted to ask you, the content that you watch, is it like more comedy stuff or do you watch also some yeah. fitness content? No, I never fitness. Um, okay. Yeah. Usually just comedy, just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. For the fitness stuff, is it mostly just books from like the golden era that you enjoy reading more so than anything modern day? Yeah, I don't consume much, to be honest. Okay. I, I did read it years ago and then that's that's it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like every now and then I'll watch like Pumpy Nine or something, but that's once in a yeah. yeah 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 and for it's also quite calm uh there's a it's, it's funny right that, that yeah, movie yeah, so yeah so i want to thank you so much for coming on i really enjoyed it and i'm sure the listeners are going to love it and your more than muscle youtube page and the instagram accounts i will link it in the description if yeah. they want to get in touch with you and my home address and my mobile phone <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. So that way they can really know uh, what you're yeah. up to and how to get in touch with you. Um, but for the listeners, thank you so much. Make sure to check out the At Longevity Muscle YouTube channel. We're going to post videos not only from this episode, but we do from past and future episodes. Subscribe. It helps grow the channel and the show. If you enjoyed this episode, share and tag us. We'll reshare. And until next time. Mm-hmm.